0: Just saying, man. Lucky Lefty Nation, we see you guys are lined up. Thank you for being patient. This is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I am your guy, Sean Davis at sd 2 Mics, the original Lucky Lefty himself, that guy over there, Malik Zaire at Overtime Malik. We both had busy weekends. I had birthdays back-to-back. Man, it's a crazy weekend for me, and my brother. Before we get into this game, like Saturday was my mother-in-law's birthday, my wife's birthday. Then we had celebrations yesterday because we had to split those, and then today is my daughter's birthday and my parents' anniversary. It's crazy. oh my goodness! I mean, this, this, all is this is every this is all- year.
1: So your Thanksgiving is lit every no, time,
0: dude. From Literally pre-Thanksgiving to Christmas is like
1: I'm broke. (laughs) Like I'm broke. Yeah, you was gonna be broke anyway because the holiday. And And now you add on.
0: Let me tell you this too: people that say Christmas gets easier when your kids get older (laughs) lies.
1: Lies.
0: See, see, you know when they're small, you buy them toys, and you're good. Yeah. You know, they get to a certain age; they don't want anything. They just hit you up for the cash. Like, man, just just give <sighs> me some. Didn't that hurt?
1: Didn't that hurt? <laughs> just it's like, man, let, let your dad act like I know you and get you something that you only, you know, <laughs> you can be like, dang, thanks, dad.
0: <laughs> hey, so basically, this is the wrap-up show. Notre Dame fifty-five, Georgia Tech zero. bonito, nothing. Benito. And Benito. I have to uh, categorize or characterize this game like uh, LeBron James comments after his first championship when he (laughs) beat OKC. And they were like, what do you have to say? He's like, about damn time.
1: It's about
0: damn time Notre Dame kicked somebody's ass like they did on Saturday. Yeah. the, The talent differential has been the same. This is the same talent differential that existed versus Toledo. The yeah, the whole the whole the whole season, yeah. the same talent differential that existed the week before in Charlottesville against Virginia, especially yep. without Brandon Armstrong, who shout out by the way came back and balled against Pitt. He came out, yeah, he balled. It was great to see Tommy Rees attacking from the first series, just attacking big plays, searching out big plays, being aggressive. And Georgia Tech, who we said in the pregame show, they were giving up, three on average, giving up 300 through the air and 200 on the ground. And you thought a defense couldn't be worse than Virginia's? Well, man, Georgia Tech said, said, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> oh hold my beer. And, yo, that's what you want to see. Like, that should be the standard when you get teams coming into Notre Dame State Stadium. That have no business being in the game with you, none,
1: none.
0: Just no none. business being in the game. I was ecstatic to get that outcome. They did get over forty points. That's always our bet. The offense always scored our forty. Bet. We got yeah. fourteen from the defense. So that means we got forty-one, and yeah, uh, it's a lot to be excited about. Like we really don't have to spend too much time on the game because there's so many other things in connection with the game and what's going on around the country that we can get into as well if you have questions go ahead and line them up we'll get to them let us know what you thought about the game let us know the questions that you have before we get started and dig deep into the game i got rex miles says yo you guys were awesome during the ib wednesday show that was off the rails great i have a ton of respect for both y'all great job looking forward to seeing this blow up real soon hey we appreciate you. We appreciate the rest of Lucky Lefty Nation. It's always yes, we do. a pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure. Hey, it's easy to talk Notre Dame football when you're a fan and when you're a former player. You know, we're just talking about what we love. And that's it. Um, let's get into the offense, right? I you know what, I wanna show some love because I saw a lot of talk after the game about Drew Pine and The people's champ and Tyler Buckner, who you have been open and honest about. You should have just given him the reins and fall camp and rocked out with him. I want to give, I want to throw some flowers at the feet of Jack Cone today. I really do. Because I feel like coming out of the situation that he came out of, where Graham Mertz was chosen over him, when he outperformed Graham Mertz, on the field and basically lost his job due to injury he transfers in as a fifth year grad student wins the battle in spring and fall ball and then goes through the you know some self-inflicted you know some things that happen you can't blame anybody but himself there were some issues with the offensive line early in the season but the adversity that he faced and overcame And to finally, yeah, it might have come against the softer part of the schedule, but to finally get himself together. And I think, like, to come back against Virginia Tech, after that, we saw Jack Cone play at a level that, you know, you would expect. He was a stabilizing force for this team until everything else around him caught up, especially that offensive line. Could Tyler Buckner have been more mobile? And helped out an offensive line that was struggling early absolutely but you know i give flowers especially on senior day to jack cone man because he's a life life uh long notre dame um fan along with his dad and that had to be a dream come true to come in play ball beat wisconsin the team that gave up on him 11 and one or 10-1, about to be 11-1 and one after Stanford, and then with a shot at the college football playoff. Yo, kudos to him and everything he went through.
1: Yeah, man, that's one of the, the stories you love to hear about when a grad transfer works out, especially, you know, going to, I would assume, his dream school and be able to perform, you know, with some great guys around him, especially being able to beat your former team and, and kind of get that personal edge as well as, living the dream pretty much. So I think this is the pinnacle of what he could have imagined his dream opportunity to be. And for him to go through, for it to be his dream opportunity and deal with the things he's had to deal with during the season. And he didn't let it get him down. He was able to still perform with the the unique circumstances in the games. You know, you got to just be happy for a guy like that. And I know, you know, if anything, he. Regardless of what happens, he's probably fulfilled uh, beyond what he probably expected.
0: Well, let's talk about how they started out this game. You know, you take away the sack, the big play to Kevin Austin. You take away the sack that Jack Cone took down there. You could say he could have thrown the ball away if he saw that blitz coming off the right side. They get the field goal, and then they come right back with the big throw uh with the uh, jack kaiser interception return then they come back with two straight drives and then in kyron williams uh nine yard run to the left there and then michael Mayer' the 52 yard pass which pretty much a blown coverage but early in that game michael Mayer, i don't understand why georgia tech was was leaving anybody man to man on him Mm -hmm. i just like i don't get that especially on third downs like why teams would go man to man especially with a safety that safety is way too small Michael Mayer, him fighting through his injuries, you know, ankle injury. He also was dealing with a groin injury. He was all – he's been Hulk-like this year. He's just been Hulk-like, man. And I think he's going to continue to get better. The offensive line, once again, four really good dudes on Saturday. Like what I saw. And, um, you know, those four dudes keep overcoming the other guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so defensively, though, that's it. Offense was aggressive. That's what we wanted to see against Virginia. That's what we wanted to see against North Carolina. We got it. 55 points total, 41 from the offense. Great job, Tommy Reeves, The rest of the offense will get you your grades in a minute. Let's get over here to this defense, y'all. Can you tell me why watching film, because you believe Georgia Tech and Jeff Collins had to watch film, right? To prepare for this game. So they I mean, did see, sure. they did see North Carolina and Virginia double team Isaiah Foskey, didn't
1: they? Yeah. Right? I think it's because they it was like, well, he probably slowed down and we're oh. gonna catch hard with the one on one, maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're leaving this dude one on one backside with the tight end. Not the not the tackle.
1: Not the tackle.
0: The they're asking the tight end, hey, yo, block this dude. The dude yeah. that has double-digit sacks. That's pretty much the best pass rusher for Yeah, them. pretty
1: much the best. Yeah, yeah, pretty the much. only speed
0: rusher they have. Yeah, let's let the Hang tight up, end yeah. block him. Multiple times. It was like, yo, Jeff Collins is probably on his way out the door at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech will more than likely be another job that's open.
1: And- <laughs> I I don't know about calling for for the man's job now. Oh,
0: I see why all of these jobs are open. Because as a head coach, if you've watched the two previous head coaches literally say, this guy is not going to beat us and disrupt our offense, and then you decide to leave him one-on-one all day long. And it wasn't even like Marcus Freeman moved him around or anything. No, (laughs) it's like, there he is. You know where he is and you decide to block him with a tight end multiple times. Like, that's a fireball offense. That's just my opinion. I'm not calling for the man's job. I'm just saying based upon his record over the last four seasons, which is subpar, and the fact that he did that against Notre Dame, I wouldn't mind if the uh, athletic director came out and said, we parted ways amicably.
1: You wouldn't mind?
0: No, I wouldn't mind that. I would totally understand. I would totally understand, yeah. but like I get that. I get that. But this defense the last three games, man, and what they've been able to do, and you throw in a caveat that, okay, Brennan Armstrong didn't play when they faced yeah. Virginia. But it was almost like he unleashed the dogs, Marcus Freeman. Once they got through USC and North Carolina where they had quarterbacks and they had multiple receivers and big-time receivers, he went a little bit soft to eliminate the big play. And then all of a sudden, after they got through those two games, he was like, all right, let's go. Let this front seven loose. My question to you, though, is, was losing 14 a good thing for this defense? Big big picture-wise.
1: You, you can never say it's good to not have 14 out there because I- – you know, I think 14 is definitely a person that's going to make a lot of plays on Sunday next year. Uh, I do think in the absence of 14, the next man in mentality kicked in and then probably just the leadership of what those guys were able to be around with 14 being there and now with him being out, they they feel confident enough. You know, a lot of it is just about the confidence to go out there and play. Yeah, and I think he he not being there gave those guys confidence to you know at first do everything to fill in and prepare, but now to kind of work on that transition. And at this point in the season, they know that he probably wouldn't want to come back, you know. So they they feel like they're settling in and they're beginning to get more competitive because now they're like, We need to we need to step up. I'm trying to be next, you know. And then Marcus right. Freeman giving those guys the ability to play free. And and make plays. I mean, he's putting the defense in a lot of positions for guys to make one on one, one on one game changing plays. I mean, J.D. Bertrand has a lot of individual games where he's had a ton of success on open field things. You know, so yeah. for that secondary position, you're gonna have to have to show some range. You know, number eleven. I thought he did a good job. I uh, uh, Yeah, in, uh, previous yeah. weeks. Previous weeks, I thought he was getting better, and just you just see the development. I think a lot of that, too, outside the confidence of 14 being absent. It's just that they love their coach Marcus Freeman. They trust that he's going to put them in spots to not uh seem vulnerable and they and if they listen and do what he tells them to do. They seem to have some good outcomes. So it's a lot, it's a combination of a lot of things. Shout out my guy Mike McCray, assistant safeties coach, holding it down with those boys back there. he, he actually grew up down the street from me. So uh, to see him do his thing up at Indy, he's a Michigan guy. He graduated and played for Michigan. I actually played against him twice uh, in Florida and at Notre Dame. So that's kind of cool. But that's cool. Now, now he ends up coaching at uh, ND. So uh, I know that they got a lot of good things cooking, man. That's just a part of the Kelly program that he's been able to establish. And that's development of everything but the QB.
0: <laughs> Lucky left podcast. <laughs> Malik, right here, Sean Davis, right here on Lucky Lefty Network and the Lucky Lefty YouTube channel. We got a question for you, bro. John A1 says Malik early in the season, you said Indy needed that guy on the edge, like two of the lynch. As Fosky's level of play, put him in that category for you.
1: Yeah, I think Fosky has established himself as a dominant force as a pass rusher. He deserves to go each team to go into the week looking to find a way to answer. For him, because Georgia Tech learned that if you just think you're gonna do it singularly, especially without it being a tackle, you're gonna have a long day, and he's gonna be able to make his presence. So right now, he's got the the uh, the game plan of the other team. The other team's definitely game planning for him, and that takes a, a a really good player to do. Is he a Chase Young, phenomenal top five, you know, pick first rounder? I don't know. I mean, I think he's definitely a, a high one through three rounds, but do I think he's a bona fide airs rusher just yet? I mean, it's still yet to be seen. we still going against teams that we should be doing this to every week. Uh, But if he has a great game like he did last week against a Georgia or Alabama, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I will put my money, I will put my early money if he comes back because he is going to put his name in the process for the NFL to find out. And he should. If he
1: comes back, I think he'll develop into that. Provided yeah, if, he comes, if he comes back,
0: he, he's getting back-to-back double-digit sack seasons, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, because yeah, right now it's sure. really one move, a speed rush. He has a little bend, he'll get to learn how to bend a little bit better, get a little bit lower, and then he'll probably add some other moves and some counters. If yeah, he if him- he comes
1: back, he for sure. He for yeah. sure will have that that uh grade eight stamp on him. I think he's he's known about on game to game week by coaches, but he's not talked about yet on that circuit of like a Chase Young just yet. But I do think uh, from an intimidation factor, he's getting there. But next year he'll be there. I think it's easy. It's going to be hard for him to want to come back because yeah. you put up numbers like that. You want to you want to test the waters, but in the event that he does, I think he'll have that.
0: You know, and why the development of players? You talked about that. It's so important to have three to four of these type of games because you have three to four type of games on your schedule where the talent deficiency between or the margin of talent between two teams is this much. And when you get those opportunities, those are the opportunities that you get reps for your youngsters, that you get Xavier Watts, that you get a chance to watch Ramon Henderson you get a chance to watch an Audrey Estime who came in on that last drive and was just like bulldozing cats. I'm like, why have they not been playing this dude in the red zone, man? Like, this this is your red zone back. Like, this is a dude you put in inside the five-yard line.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan.
0: And, and of course, Diggs. So it's like you get to see these guys, and this should have happened early. Game three, four, like we're facing Toledo. We should have been up 30. We should have been up 30 points, and these youngsters should have been in, getting that rest. It's rep. the and games this like Toledo. The program has to get to. It has to get to that point where games like Toledo, it's like, yo, we're getting them out of the way quick.
1: Yeah, like, like this, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. This is why teams have a hard time giving us respect that we need. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll look at our schedule and be like, man, I played Toledo like they was top five. Yeah. Like, the Georgia Tech game is like a good and bad. It's good because finally, but bad because where it's been at, you know, because we shouldn't be – because right now, realistically, we should be five or four going into the playoffs, you know, looking to play that Georgia-Alabama the first game. We shouldn't be floating around in the eight and ten, you know, but we make it hard for people to put us there. Playing Toledo so close when you got a guy like Aldrich, try oh, was it Aldrich Price? What's his name? The running back, Aldrich estimate Estime. Aldrich, estimate. Aldrich estimate. Yeah, like yeah. what are we talking about? Like he was just on ice, on the shelf, chilling. But but when he come out, you'd be like, where was he at? All <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, that's why. Just- that? So this is why we need to be in action hero mode, action figure mode, and start kicking butt each and every week like this so that we are considered an Alabama and Georgia-Ohio State level.
0: Yes, and I'm glad they did it on the same day. See, so now you can notice a difference. As yeah. you and I talk about this this year, if Notre Dame sneaks into the college football playoff, one of their matchups may be against Ohio State. Yeah. You say it'll be a good game. I say because of their wide receiver core, they're just a bad matchup, especially <laughs> if 14 doesn't play. But that's not the point I'm getting at. There's still a difference in the attitude of the program because we're just now getting that and doing that to Georgia
1: Tech. They're doing that to Michigan State, number seven. They're doing the- it to
0: Michigan State <laughs> <laughs> the week after they did it at Purdue. It's like, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, a, it's a difference.
0: It's an attitude. It's like, all right, these dudes are coming to the horseshoe. They're nowhere near us from a talent standpoint. Let's run these dudes.
1: Now, I did tell you all season that Michigan State is a front-running team.
0: Yo, 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 yo.
1: I told you that.
0: We are supporters of the movement. And you know we were just trying to get Mel Tucker his bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his bag. So so we – Whatever happened on Saturday, the bag is already secured. We don't even care about about the Ohio State game. We got the bag. (laughs) He's good. Yeah, you're supposed to do as supporters of the movement.
1: Yeah.
0: Shout out to Mel Tucker. Do your Shout thing. out Mel Tucker for sure. It's getting That's a reason why we want you to stay at Michigan that's right. State. That's right. Stay there. Do your thing. Keep keep working on Michigan. That's all we want. Yeah, keep working on Michigan. Keep banging on Michigan. As long as he's banging on Michigan, we love him. Notre today fans oh, will love him. As long as, right. as he keeps banging on Michigan. Just that's keep banging right. Jim Harbaugh. Keep banging on
1: Jim Hall. We good.
0: That's all we want. Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. We've got some comments. Everybody's chiming in. Uh, This is good right here. Uh, Shauna Malik, my guy Nolan uh, Esparza. Shauna Malik, does Notre Dame do what it takes to keep Freeman around, or do we all have to suffer while watching him leave? Yo, we were going to get to this in a little bit because, of course, now there are rumors Brian Kelly has already been linked to USC. Now he's being uh, rumored down in Gainesville going to Florida.
1: Oh, man. He wants to follow me so bad. Coach Kelly, I want to be like me. Come on, Coach. Why you want to go down there now? Yo. Anyway, I think uh, Marcus Free. look, the history of just Notre Dame coaching, it's a hot ticket. You have a good really year, is. you don't have people call you. That's yeah. just what yeah. it is. So that just shows the respect
0: all. people have for the brand. Yeah, yeah. and then it's like, like our coaches all the, all the time.
1: All the time, all the time. So it's like he he probably will just because that's just the history of how coaches have been, unless he's guaranteed some type of transition to a head coach at Notre Dame, but it just happens. Like we we haven't held on to a, a good offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator since I even can remember. I had three myself, so it's not a bad thing. It's just that's just the nature of where the program is for coaches. Yeah, that's a hot spot. You get a chance, to go there and go because you're probably gonna jump to another level. Like uh, next the next year, it don't even take that long. So. If anything, it'd be good for Marcus Freeman to have those opportunities because he wouldn't have gotten that at UC as, as fast or as you know, whatever. But like I said, if he's at prime for the position of head coach, that would obviously keep somebody wanting to stay, especially yeah. if Coach Kelly's getting all these rumors again. It'd be interesting to see why he want to do the SEC because that's I don't think he personality fits with that type of he definitely, he
0: definitely fits the West Coast.
1: Yeah, yeah, he would be more of the USC, you know, Chip yeah. like his like his distant cousin Chip Kelly type of thing. Right. Um, but you know, it's interesting for somebody like Coach Kelly's stature, who likes kind of like being in the the prime spotlight. Yeah, they want to go somewhere else in college is kind of surprising. But you know, who knows? All
0: right, we got one a couple more. Thank everybody for chiming in, man. It's a great conversation right here. Uh, let's see, Rex Miles. Rex Mike. I'm sorry, I keep saying Miles. Rex Mike says, "I would really enjoy watching Ohio State against UGA right now." No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Look, I, I'm going to record, yo. A lot of people are different with me. Every year or every other year, you just have like that special team. They're just special. They just got the pixie dust on them, man. Yeah, They're yeah, special. they special. Especially after what I saw, what Arkansas was able to do at Alabama, oh, I was like, oh, they they run it through Alabama. Like
1: Georgia you know. just Georgia just got too much right now. You they know they don't special, have to,
0: man. They're special, and Ohio State has three wide receivers. The only problem is everybody in the Georgia
1: secondary can run with them. Like yeah. there is no yeah. talent yeah. difference. <laughs> That's a talent C. difference. Stroud, that would be CJ Stroud's only real test, probably yeah. his next, probably till he's till he's gone. Honestly, yes, because he's not gonna have a collection of. I mean, if he can go out there and, and really put on a, a performance, something like a six touchdown, like he did against Michigan State, he's a number one pick. Because that's yeah. a number one pick team you're playing against. That's the de facto: Are you ready for this next level or not? Yeah, because yeah. they got everything. They got everything and then some, and then they're mean. <laughs> we not we not mean enough to beat Georgia. You know that's yeah, why I don't yeah. think we will beat them. We're not mean yeah. enough.
0: Rex, I Our see the other comment. Like, dude, it's not it's not about the wide receivers.
1: Yeah.
0: Ohio State's getting dominated by the defensive line. C.J. Yeah. Stroud won't have time. All of those deep posts and all of that. Oh,
1: that. yeah,
0: he's gonna be. That's a wrap. It's not happening. He's not. He's not sitting back in the pocket waiting. No, that's a wrap. You
1: saw him sitting in the pocket versus Michigan State like it was oh. seven on seven. Like that was like, come on, man. That dude was He's right not going right. to be doing that versus Georgia.
0: Dude, he was spitting sixteen yeah. while throwing passes. He was laying versus. It was crazy. This dude, you know what I'm saying? Like the popping of the helmets of the offensive line and defensive line was like the drum. In the beat, he was back there laying versus it
1: was crazy. They was, he was doing so well, they wouldn't even let him break the record. They had to take him out of the game. They like, Oh, this is not fair. This is you You got it easy. You're gonna have to do it on a different team, you know.
0: Man, it was crazy. I got (laughs) Captain Dipstick. That's funny. That's a funny name, Captain Dipstick. Laughing up my ass off, and Tucker got his bag. MSU fans are already like, oh, "No, no,
1: all, all that money!" Whoa, 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 wait a minute, like, MSU fans. Yeah, all that like, money. Do you understand? Yes, all that money. Yes, all that money because y'all ain't beat Ohio State since when? I don't remember last time y'all really did. So the all that Z-game. money y'all was paying before, the all that money right. y'all was paying before that was that's highway robbery. Yeah. So, Mel Tuck at least let him let him mm-hmm. dive into the bag a little bit. Let him get his recruiting in there for about it. He got time. He got that John Gruden time. So Dude, he got he's two and in there.
0: He's two and zero against Jim Harbaugh. He's good. He's, he's two good. and zero against Jim Harbaugh. Trust me, Michigan State knows the level of their football program. So there's yeah, a level yeah. of acceptance. He has beaten Jim Harbaugh twice. Now, mind you, they didn't want to get drugged. Like they did.
1: Nobody the to like that. Right yeah.
0: But they'll go to a nice bowl game.
1: Nice bowl game. Play bowl a game. play a Oklahoma, maybe, you know. The
0: program was surrounded by scandal, was in the dump man, in the dumps. He's resurrected. That,
1: that takes a big paycheck to, to resurrect the team out of that. No, you know, that, paycheck,
0: that paycheck was all about keeping him there. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was like either we keep him, like he we he might not be Nick Saban, but if we let him leave and go to LSU, like we know he's going to do, if we don't cut this check, what we going back to?
1: They definitely knew he was going to leave.
0: He was going to leave. They had to. So they had to cut they the they, check. They're back. They the cut the check
1: quick. They didn't waste oh, no time. Man. We still in the season. We still in the season. No. They cut the check. So but fast. I told
0: you. But remember, I told you the day after the Michigan game, when they came back to beat Michigan, LSU was knocking at his door. That was all LSU needed to see. That game, <laughs> they, LSU they was saw that specific they, game.
1: They saw they, they saw that man run that ball. They saw yes. him run that ball. They said, "Oh yeah, you run the ball like that? Oh yeah, we we that's, got that's it. SEC football. <laughs>
0: they had to counteract that check. You know what I'm saying? It was like uh, in Ray when he got the deal." from the major label, and he went back to his boys that signed him was like, hey, man, can you match it?
1: Can you match it?
0: Can you That's match it? it? You know? And he gave Michigan State the opportunity to match it, and they matched it. They matched it. He said, so, so, I want to be
1: here, but does the right. check want me to be here? See? Man. And they was like, you know, the money can match. We can match that.
0: Yo, we had a question I want to get to. It. I think I passed it up. They were saying that uh, basically Bo Bauer should have been starting all season long over Drew White. I'm going I'm to lay this one out for you because you, you, you've been beating this drum for a while.
1: Look, sometimes at Notre Dame there's going to be guys out there that just got to be out there. You know, it's just guys you just got to look. We all know the issues, but just don't ask no questions. Just let him rock out. Let him enjoy his time in there. And Bo's going to get his opportunity. That's why you was able to see him in flashes. But Bo's going to get an opportunity in the future. But sometimes at Notre Dame, some guys, you'd be like, "Why? He, he don't really look like he should be in that mix. Don't shh, Don't mean what. <laughs> <laughs> let, let that roll over your head. You know, trust the coaching staff. You know. Oh, man. And rock. But, you know, the other thing, too, is that you do have uh, uh, recruiting classes coming in.
0: You oh, know that linebacker it, class. The next two linebacker classes are people are me.
1: You heard about Drake Bowden and, and and all those guys they cut. Yeah, so
0: Keon like, Keeley.
1: Yeah, let that let the season let Mayors coming back. So let let this season roll by like it should. Yeah, you know because I think it it'll, it'll change in the near future. Just because it's gonna have to. You got to me. Uh, five-stars and four-star talented guys coming in.
0: I think the biggest takeaway from that game, maybe not the biggest takeaway, but the best moment of that game was the Foskey strip sack and that Cap Myron picking the ball up, knowing everything that he's been through from losing his dad before the season, having to go to Hawaii, bury his dad, become captain while he's there. Fly back, get ready for the season, lead this team, fight through injuries. And he got the ball. It was like, yo, it's funny because he's not known as a speed rusher, right? No. But that dude got that ball. And I swear it looked like he was running like a four-six, four seven. I'm like, okay, you got the moves, you switching.
1: I mean, I was
0: he was up there.
1: The man looked like, comfortable.
0: Man, he looks comfortable with the ball. <laughs> and I was, so, I was so happy for that young man because that's – in that moment, like being a senior, going to such a great institution as Notre Dame, on and off the field, and just talking to you offline, man, about the experience and knowing that it's unlike any other. Like, yo, to have a moment like that in your last game – Like, no one, everybody that's watching us, man, you're the only one that's connected, you know, to what we're talking about right now that really knows the feeling of running out on the field like, damn, this is the last time I'm running on this field. And, like, what that really feels like. And to have a moment in the game that kind of seals the deal of your entire time at that university. Man, I don't think it gets any better than that, yo. I, I just it,
1: does know. It, it does it, man, because it, it's like, you know, going through that experience, it all comes to, a, it's all like a big circle. You know, if you remember your very first time running out and you remember your very last time running out. man. And in the moments that of you running out and then running out for the last time, they feel the same. And it's like a it's a real, a real surreal moment. Because you start thinking like you look back in the tunnel behind you like, man, I ain't went through that many classes. <laughs> I'm done already good grief. I, Go I could have swore. I was just a freshman in the back running out. Now I'm in the front running out by myself. So it's crazy. I know they sets up those, you know, those soft moments for you in your career while you're at school. But those are moments that you remember for sure. And especially getting your moment around the fans for that senior moment, it validates all that hard stuff that you went through to getting there.
0: And it's crazy because, I guess, safety protocols, man, they didn't have the parents on the field for the players to run to, so they basically were running to the other seniors that had been called before them. You know, a lot of people had issues with that. You know, just, look, there's nothing wrong with being cautious. You know, the university has to look out for their best interest. their best interest and you know, even though you want the kids running to their parents or the most important people, their guardians that help them get to that point, it's not even about COVID or the health issue, it's just really about the university saying, yo, we don't want to get in trouble, we don't want anything crazy happening. So we're just gonna cut it. It don't make no sense.
1: Time. We had a full audience at the game. I don't understand yeah. how it, if anything, but, it's you know, safer for the parents to be on the field because you're around less people. Well, I guess,
0: you know, you don't know because I'm not sure if you have to pass or show that you have a car. I don't know the fullness of what it was like to get into the state. What I do know this, the worst thing for Notre Dame would be Jack Cone running, meeting his parents. And his parents are down there. And one of his parents or his siblings had just caught COVID. And you didn't know
1: Man, that sounds like a bad movie script.
0: Yeah, man, it sounds like a bad movie <laughs> script. But it okay, sounds like something, it you sound think? like something that someone in the in the football offices were like, man, we, we can't get anybody on the team. We just came out of this big flu thing where it ran through the team. We can't afford to let the team, like, catch COVID. Or, like, yes, they're like, yo, we got to go bang on Stanford. We're taking out all possibilities of anything railroading that parents up in the stands. I thought it was kind of uh It kind of just threw water on the normal celebration of the players running out. Yeah,
1: because it was so. so uh, nobody thought it was okay. You, I, my only thing is, you couldn't get a hundred percent of people to agree that was the best move. So that's what made it seem like half people thought it was 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 yeah. stupid, and then half people thought it was necessary. So. If if you had to take a test, that would be a 50% and you will fail. So Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yo, coming off of this game, see, this is the dopest thing, right? You have to be super excited as a Notre Dame fan coming off this game, really coming off of the second half of this season. Yeah, we know the schedule was soft. But, yo, we ran down the list earlier. Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson, Aldrick Estime, Logan Diggs, Joe Alt, Andrew Christophis, Blake Fisher, I can go on and on. Like, those are just, like, redshirt freshmen and true freshmen that have been contribute cont- contributors from game one with Blake Fisher and then going to the rest of the season. Well, they've been contributors. Audrey Estimate got in and kind of trash time late in the game. The future is bright. The future is, yo Notre Dame fans, the future is bright. Like, be proud of where this program is right now, but still have high expectations and hold Brian Kelly to his own words, where he says winning winning games and getting to the college football playoff is not good enough. Those are his words. And so a national championship or bust now, that's it. So that means, like, whether we make the college football playoff or not. If we don't, that's on Notre Dame. There's no way we should have lost to Cincinnati. They shouldn't have been losing to Cincinnati. It should have been a coronation in Palo Alto next Saturday. Literally. Four quarters are banging on Stanford, and your invitation to the college football playoff would have been right there as the clocks hit double zero. That's Facts. Facts. That's where it should have been, and you would have been in the game probably with the best opportunity to win a semifinal game in all the times you've gone to the college football playoff. Next season now, the schedule, man, C.J. Stroud is looking you dead in your face.
1: Game one. Game one. That's what we want. Okay, but game that's what we, that's what? that's how you go from transitional yes. to now we're serious. Now yes. we're, we're, we're that we, we damn near might win. <laughs> we well, we like, might win.
0: When you see the performance, that's my point. When you see the performance that we've seen from these red-shirt freshmen and these freshmen and sophomores, you feel ecstatic about the team that you're walking into the horseshoe with. Like, oh, word? Okay. Because I can tell you this. Based upon precedent.
1: about going in next year. Yeah. Based
0: upon precedent. One thing we know for sure, that Ohio State secondary is going to be trashed. It's been trash the last four three three no. years. It's I, been
1: trash. You're okay, listen. I okay. don't know about trash.
0: Well, it's not trash. It's not going to be like Virginia, Georgia Tech trash. They have talent now.
1: What trash would you – I mean, not tr- what would you compare Bro. level-wise? Purdue, would you say- don't get
0: it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Purdue turned the ball over three times in the first yeah. half. That contributed mm-hmm. to, like, that big lead. And they still came back and put up over 30. Like, Notre Dame is going to move the ball on Ohio State. That won't be the issue.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely move the ball.
0: The issue is going to be holding that cat CJ CJ Stroud down. That's it. I'm not even worried <laughs> about Trayvon Henderson and the running game. We'll take care of the running game. And he's going to be coming into the game with a whole new list of wide receivers. Like <laughs> Olave, gone. Gary Wilson. Go. But a lot Obviously, of it, too, is
1: that Ohio State also plays teams that similar to us where they're just so much better than before they even step on the field. You know, they oh, just outpace. Insane. They outpace. So my whole thing with us is that we'll have the opportunity to play and go toe-to-toe with Ohio State. It's gonna come down to who is our who is our game changer, who is our 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 de facto de facto person that's gonna go in there and make it happen, because that's what it's gonna come down to against Ohio State is who's gonna make that third and nine, who's gonna make that that last two minute drive, because we know we can go back and forth with them. With Georgia, I don't think we can go toe to toe. But Ohio State, we can definitely go toe-to-toe, at least give us a chance to wind it down to the last couple drives.
0: You're talking about next year? Or are you talking about this next year? Next year
1: or this year? This year, I think, I think we have a – Oh, I next guess, year, Marcus I think we're coming Freeman, away the dub. I think Marcus Freeman will give us a chance this year. This year, he'll give us a chance to, to be in position, but we will have to play perfect on offense. That's my opinion. I don't think Ohio State's defense is as good as it's been when they had like Joey Boza and them boys. But oh. we would have to play a perfect game on offense. And I think our defense will hold us within at least 10. They'll keep us at a 10 distance, but we have will have to close the gap and make up for like 14 points. And we could we could do it.
0: I trust the front seven of our defense. Yeah, because I mean, Michael
1: Mayer, Michael Mayer is a mismatch for Ohio State.
0: Well, Michael Mayer is a mismatch for everybody.
1: That's what I'm saying. So we got, you everybody. know, we got some guys, and Kyron is going to be Dude, elected.
0: I, I'm gonna be. I'll be honest with you. Our entire wide receiver core is a mismatch because their DBs are bad.
1: Listen, their secondary
0: you're this year—they're bad.
1: You're taking it too far, though.
0: bro. Trust me. I've you said all our whole
1: receiver God. core.
0: Kevin Austin will be. That's, will one That's one person. That's one Kevin Austin will, will be able to get open. You know how I feel about Zoe. You already know how Zoe's a problem.
1: We, we lost our guy, Lawrence Keys. I thought that was our, I thought that was our guy. <sighs> Dude,
0: we're good. We're good. If we give, if if they give Jack Cone time to throw which is going to be the thing because i mean they, they still have guys in, in the front four garrett haskell and guys like that yo they can get it done they can rush the quarterback they can make plays but they're a defense that they want to create turnovers that's what they yeah. want to do because they can't line up every they're totally different than georgia well, Georgia can line up every down and say, we are shutting down whatever play you call. It doesn't, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. doesn't They're matter. Not. The formation, whatever. <laughs> our DPs <laughs> are better. Our linebackers yeah, our are, better, are just better. better.
1: We just better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we go too deep. It's not like it's just the starters. We go too deep. Yeah, if yeah we can We got other guys ready. Wait, it's crazy. <laughs> Ohio State's not like that. Ohio no, State. No. Especially the linebacker in the defensive backfield, light in the pants, small.
1: Yeah, the fast. only thing they're deep in is running backs.
0: Run, yes,
1: that's fast. it. They so defensively, fast.
0: defensively, if you can be patient, dude, you can make it happen. I can tell you one thing: Kyra Williams is not. If Kyra Williams plays Ohio State, they're not shutting him down the way they did Kenneth Walker. I can guarantee. We that. have a
1: better. We have a better offensive scheme than Oregon. So I know we can move the ball and run if we need to, but that's what I'm saying. We have we have guys that Ohio State don't got at good yes. positions at running back, tight end. Yes. We got, you know, we may not have a quarterback that's better, but Ohio, Ohio, State, Ohio doesn't State
0: doesn't have a Fosky. Ohio State doesn't, have, doesn't a have a Foskey.
1: He doesn't have Fosky. So And if we that's play, I'm-, I'm assuming 14 plays. No, yeah, she she he would if she, should a playoff. he should want to. For sure. But at the end of the day, the difference between us and Ohio State is attitude. They coming out like they come out every week. You know, they looking to get 50 points and yes. shut the team down. Yes. Us, we just going to make every game real dramatic, Super Bowl-like, you know, on the edge of your seat. But, for, but unnecessarily, you know, we mm-hmm. do it unnecessarily.
0: Brian Kelly, after the game, talked about how the perception – of needing to impress the committee right and once again he pointed back to the virginia game and how he felt like they had control of the game and i'm like brian you keep missing the point has zero to do with whether or not you felt like you controlled the game yeah like dude don't have an attitude of man i'm gonna take it easy for what for what that's a discredit to your whole roster Like, every man, go hard until I blow the whistle. That's what they teach, right? Keep playing Mm -hmm. until you hear the whistle. That should be the same mentality for the program. We walk on this field, man, go at them until we pull the reins and say, okay, that's enough. And I think that's what they did on Saturday. And they pulled the reins. Man, they probably pulled the reins halfway through the third quarter. But they kept being aggressive. They kept putting their players out there, giving them opportunities to make plays. They had opportunities to score touchdowns, but they had some penalties, some mishaps. Yeah. I don't. Hey, hey, your boy Tyler Buckner has some work to do from the pocket.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Of course he does. We put him in there with these draw business the sand type of plays and let him go out there and run like a running back. And that's not experience. That's not development. That's using him. For plays, you know, that's like, hey, just come, come stand in here and, and do this route real quick. That's not a, all right, we're going to develop. We're calling this play for third down because they're showing us this look. We're looking to hit this guy right here. That's that's a Jack Cone week. Tyler Buckner's week is, all right, you know, we call you in there. We're going to run this little package. Right, We're going to run right and run left. You don't have to read nothing. You just do it. You know, just run the play. Get in there and make a play. That's not development. So then when you get into panic mode and you throw him in there and be like, all right, let's read this play on third down. We They're running quarters. Give me something that we're looking for. He's going to be jittery. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? You know, yeah. obviously, him being talented coming out of high school, he's got some ability. But listen, me and you both been saying this since the Virginia Tech game. He's not a smooth, natural quarterback athlete. You know, he's not a – a wiggle type of guy. He's gonna he's gonna run hard. You know, he's gonna get them yards. You know what right. I mean? But he is he developing at a pace where he can control a game like Jack Cone. No, he wasn't even close this year with it, and unfortunately. So yeah, next year, I'm not surprised if Coach Kelly has another quarterback competition with five or six QBs because they're all half finished products.
0: You know who's gonna walk up in there like the champ is here. That's that
1: catch. Hey, what you—the sickest part about it is the sickest part about it is he's going to be not far away from where the the guy that they want to, to start anyway, because he's he's only going to be fifty percent ready. That's an easy way to make up fifty percent than make up a whole season in a hundred percent. So right, 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 maybe he's setting it up. Maybe he's setting it up for that. Who knows? Right. Oh, lucky lefty podcast.
0: Sean Davis, Malik Zaire, wrap-up show. Notre Dame, 55, Georgia Tech, Benito, zero on Saturday. Yo, man, I, I'm getting old, right? And I'm watching T.J. Yates' son play football, and I'm like, yo, what in the world is going on? Like, People I watch play in college have kids that are playing now. But you have to love the game, man, and the way it's passed down you see see things like that. you see the Rudy moments, man, where everybody gets to get in and, and get a snap whether it's you know holding holding the ball for a field goal, place holding for a field goal or whether it's not just getting a snap and handing the ball off the Aldrich estimate. It was just good vibes, man, going around Notre Dame Stadium the entire day. Let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. Going out going out to Palo Alto, man, trying to finish off a season has had some is we've had some mishaps. Notre Dame's in the same position, Notre Dame has had some mishaps.
1: I'm not gonna be surprised surprised. if we make this a a super hard game, harder than we need to game. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't
0: that's and I'm like if you really have been watching Stanford, they beat Oregon and then the rest of the season has just been so you have to know this is going to be a game they're going to be up for,
1: right? Like, yeah, they go like they know what they. Come on, come on! They ruined, they ruined our season. Ruined our season in twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So
0: we talk about we joke about this being, or people talking about this is one of Brian Kelly's best coaching years. This is a coaching moment. This yes. week, yeah. This week.
1: Can you pull the ship into the dock? Yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. you don't that's have to do perfect. nothing. Just that's just perfectly said. Put it in there because no, it's not no, easy. Back
0: there, It's not gonna be easy. It's not easy. People don't but man. Docking a ship is not the easiest thing. <laughs> you know, taking <laughs> off good. just like taking off as a pilot is much easier than landing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Much taking easier. off is one thing, but landing this bad fella. That's just, a totally
1: just, different just, beast yeah just we just need you to land it we don't need you you did the trip the trip went right. great right just bring it bring us home just what they say put the turn the lights on everybody put your tray tables up right you know we coming around one more time one more time just guide that thing in there that's all we gotta we do are, we are starting our descent into the
0: we are starting our descent
1: We'll be there the next 15, 20. Just pull your seat up. We're going to be right. There. Right, right. Just, just, man. Right. <laughs> I just know it's going to be tough. It's just going to uh, be tough because...
0: Our boy, D-Rock Iris says, BK, let's not hit this freaking dock.
1: Let's not hit the dock. Seriously. Because I know it's going to be rough. You know why? Because our mentality is just so you know, give everybody a chance. I just feel like that's our thing. Let's let's see how good they can be. We'll test them, let them hang around, and then we'll just finish them at the end. No, no, no. Right. Go in there because Stanford going to give us our, their best because they got matchup problems for us every single year. Every they single year see. they have a, a giant-ass tight end. Yes. And they can run the ball. Like, they're not going to go away from it, and David Shaw knows that. He's right. like, look, we're going to go away from the run because we have nothing to lose so we're gonna make this a close possession game. We're gonna run that thing, and we're gonna see if they're gonna withstand the rain. That's it. But them beating Oregon shows you they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> they can beat us, right? But man, we we not we don't have a great track record going to California either.
0: Yeah, you know? man. That, that last game, that, uh, up at the farm, always is like something crazy is about to happen, man. It's about okay. to happen. Nolan, as far as, again says, I can already feel the tough to win. Gritty speech coming after another nail fighter. You know yeah. it. Y'all. He's yeah. already writing it out.
1: He's setting it up this week. Watch the press conference. going to go in there. <laughs> Look, guys, this is going to be, I know everybody thinking this and that, but this is going to be something we're going to have to inch our way out of. And I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> Yo, look, man, let's go in here and drop
0: and drag these dudes. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, let's go in there and bust they head. We going to the playoffs. We deserve to be in there. They just a, a, a step in the road. You know, that's what we need.
0: Dude, I think, and D-Rock is right. I see it in the comments, like, Stanford's run run defense is horrible. That was horrible. Let me, I'm a, I'll be honest with you, because we talk about rangy linebackers and how important it is to your defense, especially if you're playing multiple fronts. This is the slowest linebacker group I've seen from a Power 5 team all year. Yeah. That man. I've seen, me personally. You know,
1: they they probably great uh,
0: coaching assistants. Man. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, we need the blowout. We need to know why we need, to we, need to out. Out. we need to blow. We've never blown out. We need the blowout because that's who Notre Dame is. That's who they are now. That's yeah. why the blowout, that's why you need
1: a blowout. That's who we are. That's we who Notre Dame, Dame is. No one Winning is not even good enough. Blowing no. people out is what is required No, to get the respect because teams are looking at us like, oh, yeah, y'all beat them because y'all got a better team. No, we need to dominate, dominate, clean them up. But we've never blown out Stanford. So that's why I'm like, this is gonna be uh one of them games. If if Brian Kelly blows
0: Stanford out at Stanford, I'll give him credit for turning the corner. I can I'll give it. him the credit for turning the corner, or at least putting the turn signal on. He hasn't turned the corner, but he hit the turn
1: signal. And I say he just switched lanes. I wouldn't say he didn't put that. He just switched, <laughs> he saw the exit, he just got over. He ain't even put the- he ain't get off the exit yet. We, he just we, got we, over. He just got over. That's it. He just. That's wow. Let's get that. We will get off, We'll get off the exit if we can look competitive. Yeah, I don't even, I'm not even trying yeah. to say win yet. I just want to say look like we should be there. Yeah. That's that's turning that signal on.
0: Yeah. Winning. Mean, oh
1: yeah, that's. A I, need plays, yeah. I mean, big
0: plays. I need defensive touchdowns. I need to continue big plays and aggressive aggression from the offense. And I need special teams. Special teams. punts, whatever. 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 Make it happen. A matter of fact, I believe the last time they were out there, it was uh, Fosky's freshman year and he blocked the punt. Oh, the yeah. The last time yeah. they played Stanford. So we can get a repeat from that, from one of the freshmen on the roster this year on special teams and make it happen.
1: Make it happen. Yo, Tell let's
0: me. close this up because – we're going to have a college football playoff live show and the slant coming up this week. And this weekend was crazy. Like, this was a great weekend for Notre Dame. Like, we talked about Notre Dame getting back in the CFP picture. Everything went the way it needed to go. Like, everything, right? You get Michigan State to get smacked. And only thing is Cincinnati actually looked decent this week. They stepped up against a ranked team. It was a ranked team in their own conference, but they stepped up. Now they have to play Houston back-to-back weeks pretty much, which will be a tall task for them. Alabama, Arkansas takes Alabama down to the wire in Tuscaloosa. And then on Saturday night, dude, if you think Notre Dame, the job that Utah did on Oregon,
1: yeah. Man. Utah's one of those teams, too, that'll get you, like a Purdue.
0: They just, man. Oregon's going to get that rematch, too, but they have two losses. So, two bad losses, too. Oregon, loss should home bottom, to
1: Stanford. Oregon should drop bottom 10.
0: Yeah. And Notre yeah. Dame, more than likely, will be at six in the CFP.
1: Yeah. And then Cincinnati be... We will make it before Cincinnati does. In my well, opinion.
0: it doesn't make a difference if Michigan if, if if they end up at six and then Michigan and Alabama lose. If Alabama loses in the championship game, and Michigan, they're still going to make it. If Alabama has two losses,
1: there, so they're going to put Cincinnati over Alabama.
0: No, 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 no. If, if Cincinnati wins out, they're in. Regardless, I'm talking over about who, over, the game.
1: over who though us. They, there. they wouldn't dare. I'm telling you. The college football playoffs will not put no – I'm telling you. Stop it. Stop, it. stop it. Because, look, look. Who this wants State to see State a State Big 12 State. team play? Or my, was it uh, Big listen East? To me. Who want to see listen. a Big East team in the college football? No way. How would you – know? listen to
0: me. Listen to me. If Alabama has two losses, that means it's basically Ohio State, Georgia, and Cincinnati. Right? There's no way you could put an undefeated Cincinnati, keep them out for a two-loss Alabama. we are not? not doing that. Why not?
1: You did it. we are not. Bro,
0: they're not setting their press. They just
1: did it last year with Coastal, Coastal Carolina went undefeated.
0: Who the Coastal – did you just say Coastal Carolina? Yeah, they didn't say what. What, what was their biggest them? win? What was their biggest win? That tra- Oh, that trash quarterback that's playing for the Jets right now? That dude? <laughs> That's who you're talking about?
1: Man, listen. The college football playoffs committee, they're not going to put Cincinnati in over us. How can they do that?
0: No, no, no. I'm telling you that if Cincinnati wins out and Alabama loses, listen to what I'm saying. If Alabama loses...
1: They'll go to four.
0: No, Alabama's out. (laughs) No. No. Why? Because I'm telling you the committee is gonna look at that and say, dude, they just played Georgia. We're not gonna make them, we're not gonna make Georgia play them again.
1: They did, they did for the this is the Alabama invitational.
0: you telling this me year. Not, this You're year.
1: Tell... not this year. Not this year. You're telling me they're not gonna invite Alabama to the
0: Alabama invitational? I'm, a, I'm telling you now, tomorrow, if Ohio State jumps Alabama, then we know the com- committee is paying attention. Right, if they because it's week to week, that's what they've been telling us. After yeah, you watch telling us that, but right? You, you watch Alabama and you watch Ohio State last week. Who's the second best team in the nation? Alabama, you're out of your mind. Alabama doing this for ten years. Right, we're not talking about ten years. We're talking about 2021, okay? Week 11 of college football. After Ohio you watch Ohio State and Alabama play their opponents, who's
1: the second best team in the nation? Ohio State didn't score the second half. Say what? They didn't score like that the second half. They scored 49 in the first half. Are you serious right now? They called off the dogs are you, in the second are you serious? half.
0: I know because they could have scored 100. I know <laughs> they called off the dogs. Are you kidding me
1: right now? So what I'm saying is Alabama didn't do no different.
0: Come on, Alabama
1: man. won everything they're supposed to win. Yeah, they lost to, sorry, Texas A&M, but Alabama, this is the Alabama Invitational. If they lose, just like they did a couple years ago, they'll lose, they'll drop one spot, because they're like, Cincinnati can't hold Alabama's jock
0: strap. That's not the point.
1: It, you have to have thing. competitive games in the playoffs. You That's think they're going to the put point. Cincinnati versus Georgia? In, come on, come on.
0: That's not the point. And somebody pointed out that Cincinnati went, Undefeated last year. Cincinnati only played nine games. They played themselves. They started late. That's on their conference. Their conference played them last year.
1: So beating SMU doesn't them. mean anything. Oh, I agree
0: with that. But playing beating Houston twice will mean something.
1: Houston's not even ranked. Are they ranked? Yes. Is Houston Houston what top 20?
0: No, I think Houston is like in the top 25. SMU was uh 20, 25.
1: Oh, so you're giving that credit over Baylor, their schedule.
0: I'm telling Baylen. you, based upon what I've read and who I've talked to at the wide world leader in sports.
1: Wide world leader.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, yes, Houston is in the top 25. I'm telling you, what I've heard is that Alabama has to win to get in. This is the year. If there's going to be a year that a non-Power 5 gets in, it's going to be this year. And you know why? You know why? It's going to be on the backs of the brand of Notre Dame. Plain and simple. The brand of Notre Dame is big enough to get a non-Power 5 team into the playoffs.
1: I don't know. I don't know because – I'm just telling you. But look at how they already did Cincinnati previous weeks. They gonna have a change of heart that much. They already put them they look in- suspect. What are you talking about? What do you but this the same team? It's the same team.
0: Dude, they had to recover an onside kick to beat Navy.
1: That's what you I'm about. You know calling. how
0: bad that Navy
1: Navy competed- and Navy completed four passes in that game. Four. And you're telling me that, that team. Was in the game. And you're telling me that team will be over Alabama. A cool I off
0: me. Alabama? Absolutely.
1: Oh. An undefeated the Cincinnati. The team that needed an undefeated. onside kick. I'm telling you. Versus, you, versus Navy now. Yes. We play Navy. Yes. The team that needed an onside kick versus Navy will yes. get over Alabama.
0: Alabama had recovered an onside kick to beat Florida. And Florida's SEC trash this Florida's year. beating the heck out of Cincinnati. More than likely on a neutral. Well, no, 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 no. Not this year. Oh. Not with the quarterbacks they have this year. No,
1: I Andy would so be.
0: stop acting like. Stop acting like Cincinnati didn't go toe to toe with Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Stop.
1: Oh my God! Was stop. Georgia trying to play? Stop. George. Okay, now if we talking about last year, right? So Georgia I said last year. Right, so Georgia Georgia
0: was missing like six starters on defense and all that. Yeah, like what are we talking
1: about? Georgia would destroy Cincinnati Cincinnati right now. But you
0: can't compare compare Georgia to Florida. Florida's program is in shambles,
1: bro. Are you kidding me? It's good enough to beat Cincinnati. We're talking about Vine Street. They lost to Missouri. We're talking about Vine Street. (laughs) (laughs) They lost to Missouri.
0: Missouri would beat Cincinnati. What are we talking about? Now you're being disrespectful. Oh my God. Missouri is not beat. You do understand by being this disrespectful, you're really throwing dirt on Notre Dame. You do no, understand not, that, right?
1: We're not throwing dirt on Notre Dame because we all know. No, that no, we no, play no, Notre no. Dame.
0: based upon what you're saying, Florida would beat Notre Dame. That's what you're saying.
1: No, no, no. We're not talking about Notre Dame. We know the Cincinnati game versus us. We We know we're good to give away a game. You know, we're good for that. I mean, we play Toledo close. That's not them. A team beating us is not saying much. It's not saying a lot because it's like we play everybody close. Yeah, that one loss could have been Toledo. So it's like it eh, really you know, could have. It really okay. could, have. We, so it could. We so we been Florida State week one. Yeah, we give we give away one game every year. <laughs> but if we had to play for the money, Cincinnati is not beating everybody that y'all are talking about. They not beating Florida. They not be in Missouri. We talking about stop. a basketball
0: school. you your non-power five hate. You're believing <laughs> right now, dude.
1: We are talking got... about the pinnacle of college hey, football. You real,
0: bro. you real college football bougie right now, bro. <laughs> you real college football bougie right now. You need stop, stop, stop. I'm being let's objective. Think about, let's think about this critically. Let's think about okay, this critically. Okay. So this is not. This is not. This is not your father's. Non-power five squad. Let's be let's be real. Let's Let's be be real. Let's be real. They have two two first round or second round lockdown DBs. Two non-power fives
1: don't have that. This comes. Non-power fives don't have that. This comes down to a simple equation. We know if Cincinnati gets in, they're going to be number four. We know if we were to get in, we would be number four. Either way, that means we're playing Georgia. Do you think that we'll play Georgia better or Cincinnati will play Georgia better? That's the question. That's why I say this, because that's what it comes down to. Who's playing Georgia better, us or Cincinnati, and I'm going with us? Because Georgia's going to do the same. You can go with us. Georgia's going to do the same to to both of us. That's the point. We would would fight hard. (laughs)
0: That's the point. What are we talking about? What, What are we talking about? That's not about the proof. We're talking no. about that. If we Notre Dame be, plays Cincinnati again, Notre Dame should should win by ten points. Yes, yes for sure, for sure. Good. So, if so play it's not Georgia, a debate about who's better. It's not a debate about who's but if better. If we play
1: Georgia, we they're will,
0: both getting we'll, smacked. We'll, we'll be closer though. It's a still a smackdown. <laughs> it's still a smackdown. So okay, okay. Here's the we difference. should go. We will sell more tickets. Okay. We should go. We should Here's go. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. When Georgia hits Cincinnati, they're going to take their ball and run home. Okay? <laughs> and when Georgia hits Notre Dame, it's going to be like LeBron hitting Isaiah Stewart last night. They're going <laughs> to cut our eye. And then we're going to be infuriated and act like we really want to squab. When the truth of the matter is, like, no. Nah. We didn't want. Yeah, we knew we didn't want though. So. <laughs> you don't know, want you know, none of that. You really don't want any of that. So okay, Notre Dame will show more fight. That's what you we want to hear. Sell. Notre Dame will yeah. show more fight. So and, and we will, will sell be like more tickets. Store.
1: And we will right? sell more
0: tickets. Trying to so fight you, everybody, definitely. looking like Steve Austin coming down the runway, jumping into the ring. <laughs> that's 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 what that's what Notre Dame would look like against George. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's and, and and you know what? That's called entertainment. That'd be entertainment. You ain't gonna get entertained. Entertainment. You you. <laughs> You can't get entertained versus Cincinnati and Georgia. That's not no entertainment. That's a whooping. That's a whooping. You, we give y'all entertainment, even though we know we go. We'll give you entertainment. Cincinnati, they're gonna what? Come on, come on, come on. This is crazy,
0: man. Lucky <laughs> Lefty podcast. Oh man, it's good to see I got Michael Johnson. He said, "Man, y'all crazy." It's true.
1: Good grief. We know what this is about. Oh, dude.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, man. What are we talking about? I'm just telling you that if, if Alabama loses, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm telling you. I'm trying to give you insider trading information. That's the what I'm trying to give first. you right now. Does I'm the money come first in college football? I'm, I'm trying to today? give you a stock before it splits, and you sitting up here trying to fight me on it. Can we answer that?
1: The money comes first in college football. They'll never take Alabama out for no Cincinnati. Come on. Okay. And if they do, we should be number four instead of Cincinnati. Because they should be like, look, if they had to play again, all right. That's just like, did you believe that we'll beat Clemson the second time? That's the the real question. Did you believe that we would have beat Clemson that second time before the game? Did I believe that? Did you believe that? You talking about last year? A uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence on the team. Did you think we was gonna win that
0: game? No. I so, barely. Be- wait, wait, wait. I barely <laughs> believe we we're gonna win the first one. Why are you? I thought we was gonna win the first one. I thought. We was I win said the first I one. barely believe. <laughs> barely. So believe. if we had to, because play if Trevor played, after- Trevor had played in the first one. I well, wouldn't you know, believe. Yeah, it no, no,
1: win. I wouldn't. No, no. Absolutely. Okay. Then. So what's your point? So if we had to play Cincinnati again, would we win? Absolutely. That's what the college football committee is saying. What's your point? What are you arguing? So the college football committee is going to go in there on Tuesday. You keep like,
0: arguing about Cincinnati and Notre
1: Dame. My argument is Cincinnati and Alabama. What, I'm, what? Saying, I'm saying they would put us in before Cincinnati, so it wouldn't even matter. Because they're going to go down and be like, hmm, should Notre Dame jump Cincinnati? Well, if Cincinnati had to play uh, Notre Believe. Dame right now, would they Believe. win again, Absolutely. Believe. Malik,
0: listen to what I'm telling you. There will be six teams. They will be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and Michigan. Those are the top six teams. Those are the six teams that are left. Listen to me. Those are the six teams that are left. We know Michigan's about to get banged. We know that. We can move them to the wayside. You know what I'm saying? Because look, let me tell you something. Look, man, you if Ryan Day puts another 50 spot or another Big Ten team, man, let me tell you something. Big Ten has to hold a conference. This cannot keep happening. They they gotta do, they gotta hold a secret conference while Ohio State is playing in the college football playoffs. Like, yo, we gotta do something about this. They cannot be banging on the rest of us like this. My point is, Michigan's out of there. That makes five. If Alabama loses two games, I'm telling you, they're out of there. There's four teams left. That's your final four Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Ohio State, and Georgia. That's your final four. They not I'm they telling you.
1: There. I'm telling you. To the, to the Alabama Invitational. Those hey, are the teams.
0: Hey, Nick Saban can come pass out the trophy. His team won't that, be there, but he's going to pass out
1: the championship trophy. If that's the case, who's going to play Alabama in their bowl game? What'd you say? Who's projected to play Alabama in a bowl game then if they're not making the football playoffs?
0: First of all, nobody wants that projection number one. <laughs> they got projections <laughs> for us, but they <laughs> ain't got no projections for <laughs> them. That, that, team, that team that's in the sixth slot at that point in time is like, nah. Drop us Yeah, you don't want to
1: we'll play no Alabama <laughs> We don't want no parts of Alabama in no. a bowl game. No. That's what I'm saying. So,
0: who, is, who can Alabama even play? team? They're not going to
1: disrespect Alabama by putting them against no corny ass Michigan yeah. or some yeah. What, yeah. Pittsburgh. No, no, it's no, no. Gonna no. Happen. no they. Don't. <laughs> it's going to be Bama against Oregon.
0: Watch.
1: And, and college football is not about money. No, it's
0: going to be Bama against Oklahoma. It's going to be Bama they, against Oklahoma. That's a terrible game, too. Well, oh, that's Moneymaker, though. That's two big brands. Man, we man. know what happened on the field.
1: Nick Saban going to have to talk to you, just, man. Say it again? Nick Saban going to have to talk to you, man.
0: He got going to talk to me. Like, what,
1: what, is this? what is this selection process going on? Nick
0: Saban, look, Nick Saban about. has the same problem that Brian Kelly has. He has to look his players in the face and say, you shouldn't have lost to Texas A&M. That's it. <laughs> you shouldn't have lost to Texas A&M. If you don't lose to Texas A&M, we can go to this uh championship game and lose and be good. Oh my goodness. But because y'all cats were to lose to the Aggies that lost to the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> now we're in this position.
1: This is crazy.
0: Hey, I'm just telling you. I'm trying to we'll get see. you I'm trying to give you will, inside information. this will, information. You this don't will want be good hear.
1: for Tuesday. This would be good for Tuesday. We'll see what happens on Tuesday.
0: Well, Who is this? Searcher Green says Bama's going in as the SEC champs. And I believe Searcher, you said something else, Searcher Green, not. You said something about Kirby Smart. Let me tell you something. Mike Dicker was one of the worst head coaches ever. But there was no way he could mess up that 85 squad. No way. There was nothing he could do. There's
1: nobody that can mess this team up. No way.
0: No, Kirby Smart can't mess this Georgia team up. He can't. I'm telling you. Lucky Lefty Podcast, presented to you by Nora Whiskey, featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to norahwhiskey.com. and step premium American whiskey, something to sip on as you watch the Fighting Irish each and every Saturday. Look, man, I'm telling you, people, we've been saying this for how long? We've been trying to tell people how special Georgia was for how long?
1: Yeah, Georgia, nothing can mess this team up because they just built too good. Like, let's just be serious. They just built way too. So, the even with the because the thing that could have held them up this year was the quarterback situation. Yep, that's so they they so good. They got the quarterback looking like a Heisman candidate, and this is a kid that just walked on the team. So, yeah, they, this is one of them teams where it's like we just might as well give them the trophy now. We I felt like that with LSU and Joe Burrow that year. They just, just had it. Away. They just had it. It wasn't nothing you could do. They just had it. It's the same way.
0: felt so the same way. And after all, this is the crazy thing. With all of this stuff, Clemson's gonna end up being ten and three. With like yeah, they losing their
1: bowl game, I feel like they a, lose their bowl game. They
0: might ten and three with a close game against Georgia. They have played the closest game that Georgia's had all year long.
1: But that, but that's that game might have determined both of these seasons. I feel like if Georgia lost, oh, they, they might they might be like how Clemson is. Mm-hmm. If Clemson won that game, they probably be you know in the in the, in a different spot. So that was like the game of the season and we didn't even know it really. Week one. Week one right.
0: that's crazy. Uh Matt Anderson says could Brian Kelly mess it up? I don't know mess what Stan? What
1: of it's nothing to mess up really. He just he just got a I mean, do what he always does. He don't mess up until we get to games that matter. And the games that matter is the only oh, yeah. game that will matter this season, and that's Georgia. Yeah, because we, we definitely it, beat teams that we're supposed to beat. Yeah, he do all – he do his job. Shit. <laughs> Coach Kelly do his <laughs> job, boy. He do his job. Oh, oh, I
0: see. Chief Brody said he clarified. BK could mess up this Georgia team. Nah. No. no. Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nothing. It's nothing bad about it, but it's like – no, nah. totally don't want nothing with them, man. I don't nah. want nothing with them. Not this year.
0: No, nah. like because you know, what a- every two or three years you just get like a special team? Like the team is just special, man.
1: Because like, what are you gonna do? Like, my thing is if we played them, what are we what are we gonna do? What are we gonna run it? Are we looking to run against this team? No, I don't think so.
0: Tommy, that would be I would love to be in the room with Tommy Reese watching film trying to figure out because like Michael Mayer wouldn't be Michael Mayer is a mismatch. Every time we face someone, he wouldn't be that game. No, because they have Blake Bowers and Blake Bowers is blitzing the SEC. That means they face him in practice every day. every
1: day. Every day.
0: Michael Mayer wouldn't be a mismatch. It just he, would
1: just be, he would just be a good player versus another good player.
0: Like man, we see him in the SEC all the time. Like either we can cover him with our linebacker, or we'll put our best safety on him. They will have he an, an
1: answer. They would have an answer for Michael Mayer. If they would be like, we got to take away their best thing. I feel yep. like they they could take away Michael Mayer just he on the strength of them being really good. So now we just down to Kyron and Kevin Austin, and they got tall DBs, right? So it's not DBs. Like, yeah, it's not like he's just going to be – I mean, I don't know. It's just a evenly – they slightly got an edge with aggressiveness over us on a paper level. Chief Brody, if Saban were
0: coaching this ND roster, is he winning the title?
1: The he mindset would be
0: totally different.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. have a different quarterback there.
0: Quarterback, the mindset would be different.
1: Jack Cohen wouldn't transfer to Notre Dame under no. – and he'd Nick be Saban like,
0: give, Nick Saban wouldn't even offer him.
1: He wouldn't even offer him. He wouldn't even look Jack's way. That's the difference between Nick Saban and Brian Kelly. We give no. him Jack Cohen. And it's not that Jack Cohen's not a good player or nothing. It's that Nick Saban wouldn't pick up the phone in that situation. Yeah. Because he's probably getting the number one quarterback in the world or something as a freshman. Yeah, he's so yeah. just
0: different. Now, if you're talking about like he has the exact roster to start the season. I still think the attitude would be different and they and they beat Cincinnati.
1: Oh, yeah. Losing that at home, no. Because yeah. look at what they did to Arkansas. Arkansas got close and they end up finishing off crazy. Like Bryce yeah. had 600 yards. Like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I like CJ right now. CJ's in the league. I think he's at about 6-1 to one right now to win, win the Heisman from an odds standpoint.
1: I wish they would have let him rock out that Michigan State game. It probably would have been better odds. Dude. Because he probably would have had like nine <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> they would have had the damn near fire mill after that one. Nine they,
0: touchdowns? They were on their way to 100, bro. I'm telling <laughs> you. At least 70. At least 70. At least. And that was before at the least. third quarter. That was – and it wasn't like I think Michigan State had one turnover in the first two quarters. So it was ins-
1: just like insignificant. It's just not. Dude. I,
0: and I'm gonna show respect to you. It was like you on Madden when you get you. You know how you know on Madden because this is every video game. You find that one play that you can run over and over again.
1: That's what it felt like. That's what, it's what it felt like. like. It was like they they running the same play. Oh, my goodness, because this shit is getting out of control.
0: So we had our college football show from uh, 1 to 3 on Saturday. No, from 11 to 1. I'm sorry. On Saturday. I'm doing updates, top 25 updates for the show. I'm reading the update about the Michigan State-Ohio State game, and by the time I finish – That game, they had scored again. (laughs) I'm like, yo, Michigan. I'm like, Ohio State leads thirty five to nothing at the horseshoe. Oh, make that forty two. Like, literally, like,
1: yeah. Couldn't even finish the update. (laughs) They had just hit another. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, to get back to tweeting them, man. Right, right. It's crazy. I
0: had never seen anything like it. I thought the Purdue game was bad, and then all of a sudden, I was like, yo, this is the Big Ten has a problem. But that's, the gap, that's the gap between them and the rest of the Big Ten is it's it's big, bro. Huge, it's it's huge. They,
1: they recruit countrywide, these Big Ten teams still getting local, kind of more, more so than anything.
0: The 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 gap between Notre Dame and Alabama. Is a lot closer than the gap between Ohio State and the rest of the Big Ten Conference.
1: Yeah, we're a quarterback in an attitude away.
0: And I know that sounds crazy because it's just a conference. Yeah. But the gap, man.
1: It's like, what do you even do if you're uh Minnesota? Uh, what do you do if you're even a Michigan? Michigan ain't figured it out, and they get whooped every year. Every year. And I thought it was about – Quarter. I mean, it is about quarterbacks in the Big Ten. You got to have a look at the quarterbacks Ohio State has and look at all the other Big Ten quarterbacks. It's a clear difference right there. That's where I would start. I would start right there. I'd be like, if I was a, a Penn State, if I was a Michigan State, if I was a Wisconsin, I'm like, the only difference between us and Ohio State every year is the quarterback. It ain't nothing else. It ain't nothing else. Let's just be honest. Their quarterbacks get drafted and get picked up and get talked about every every week. Our quarterbacks, we don't either know who they are, they don't get no pub, or they look like regular dudes. Right. right. Like come on, Penn State's guy, he probably does taxes for his people. You know, you know. <laughs> he he wouldn't be distinguishable in a crowd at all. Right. But right. at least you know CJ Stroud, you can see his hair, you know, you go, Oh, let's see Good, there, got some trait to him. So until big team quarterback got some trait to him, like Michigan State's quarterback, who is that? I've never heard of the kid.
0: Peyton Thorne? Yeah, like who? You got Peyton Thorne. Somebody, man, they don't know, dude. Tell them about the natural, the the movement, bro. Two worker says, you just wake up, Malik, nice dude.
1: Oh um, man, you know it just grow like yeah. a tree, man. You know that thing—that's—that's—that's
0: just... that's, that's, that's natural. That's West Coast, baby.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, the West you know Coast is crazy. At you least either, it ain't.
0: It's either let it flow, or go ahead and 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 tie it up and corn roll it. You know what I mean?
1: At least, uh, you know, I'm not over here changing it different colors like you know people out here turning it blue and. You all want all all to do the blonde tips, bro? man come on man look that's that's every that's every kid out here they got the half half blonde thing i'm like y'all oh, chested and cheetah head looking people and
0: stuff just the cheetah looking <laughs> oh man man they said they want to see you with the blonde tips bro
1: listen man i'm getting my hair done you're gonna see it on a uh, committee tuesday you're gonna see it different on on tomorrow
0: you know what you're gonna get a crimson but you're showing your 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 Bama love,
1: <laughs> man. Look, the college football, it, it, the way they set it up. How do you not put Bama in? Because it- are you going to watch if it's Cincinnati versus Georgia, or are you just going to watch that second game?
0: Yeah. I got Searcher Green Nine says Georgia doesn't have an elite quarterback. They don't need one. Yeah, the team is need- that good. The team they understand one. they're coming into the season. They came into the season without their top two receivers, without, without, and they did, they set them out. They just told them, you know what? Just come back next year. Don't even rush it. We got
1: you. George Pickens, right? That's my, that's number one Pickens, receiver. I mean. and they if, had George Pickens, they would have oh. to play to the Cleveland Browns. They had to, <laughs> if, 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 if. if they had Pickens, it would be unfair. Yeah, they would have to play. it so They be could, unfair. They couldn't do that. They had to sit city mount. The college football must have called them boys up. Yeah, look, that's an NBA dream team. You can't put that out there. That's an NFL dream team. So Pickens with a half decent quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my hey, God. Anderson, for the first time in my life, I've actually followed recruiting in the classes for 2022 and 2023. Look pretty darn good. Still not getting five star guys, but. Gap might be closing a bit. Recruiting is the key. It's not about, you'll never get the accumulation of five-star guys like Alabama and Georgia, but you have to get the difference maker.
1: Yeah. Like Jalen Smith's a difference maker.
0: You have to get a Dante Moore. You have, yo, let me tell you something. See, this is why we can spin it different, right? Because there's no nexus between us, really, and in, in the university. So we don't have to play nice. We can call it as it is and we can talk about it the way we want to talk about it. Let me tell you something, okay? We want to be real with you right now, lucky lefty nation, okay? Whatever Cam Newton package it takes to get Dante Moore in <laughs> Detroit,
1: he down the street. He's hour, he shouldn't be down the street. You
0: find, you find whatever McDonald's yeah. to sit the brown paper bag in yeah, and make the unofficial call to say you can pick it up in the third booth in the back,
1: pick it up in the stall in to the back in the bathroom <laughs> stall in the back. Because Juan gonna put it back there after he get off work. Because right. I can't, you know, I can't even be seen over there. Right.
0: It's like, yo, whatever package is gonna take to get Dante Moore, go get him. That's the difference maker you need. And apologies to Tyler Buckner, apologies to anybody else that's in the quarterback room when he hits the campus. When he yeah. hits the campus, maybe you red-shirt him for one year. Maybe. But after that red-shirt year, everybody can transfer. Y'all.
1: <laughs> but, you know, they they committed. I mean, they got six guys on the roster right now. We had three. Oh, my God. We had three come in the last class. So it's like, you know. Chief Brody said,
0: is Buckner the man or Dante Moore? I'll let you answer that.
1: Man, listen, we obviously we can't say Dante because he hasn't played just yet. From a ceiling standpoint, I just don't like how unnatural Tyler feels back there. He's or I think Dante's more of a smooth in-the-pocket quarterback. I think Tyler can make a lot of good plays for us. It's unfortunate how they. In my opinion, how they put Tyler out there this year. Because mm-hmm. I think that it wouldn't, it doesn't necessarily get him ready enough next year to be a clear, distinct winner for the job. So because he's at a disadvantage in that way, in my opinion, I think Dante would have a better chance getting the, the start if we were going into it. But how coach Kelly will handle it, in my opinion, is that he would. Half played Dante, half played Buckner the next year going into. That's the way you see it? That's the if, – if Dante comes, him and Tyler will be playing next year, unfortunately.
0: But Dante is 23. I mean 22, class of 22. So he will be getting here the year after that.
1: Oh, the year after, Yeah, yeah. But either way, they'll be they'll both be playing. I mean, not twenty
0: two. He's twenty three. He's class of twenty three. So we yeah. will get be getting here yeah after that. Um, yeah, man. And look, I said this. We were talking with uh, Reggie Brooks. I really believe the offensive line for Notre Dame next year is going to be back to the standard. Yeah, I I really do. It's man the talent. Phew, that whole right side would be gone. You probably put Blake Fisher. You might as well put him at right tackle. You know, unless you feel like.
1: He's young he, enough to if where if, you can put Billy him. Billy Shroud
0: man. is what you think he is, you plug in Billy Shroud from day one. If he's really the stud that they've been talking
1: about. Yeah, I mean, I think the offensive line just in general, you know, I really would want to see them actually challenge ourselves with the with the coaching, surprisingly. I would really want to see us take the uh, offensive line that's on the precipice of being really good yeah. and let's get some real, real good coaching in there. Not that Tim Quinn's not getting the job done, but that quote just from Brian Kelly a couple weeks ago about how, They've been practicing the technique, this and that. I mean, that just didn't, that didn't ring well with me in terms of the confidence, the confidence that we can get those guys on that on that next, next level of expectations for offensive line. Yeah. So if we were to make a bold move like that, I do feel like we would make a huge jump into being like how we were in the previous years.
0: No, so, yesterday, I'll say this, iron sharpens iron. And the one thing I will want this young offensive line to experience, real talk. I would literally want this young offensive line, that left side specifically, I would want them to face Georgia. Like, let them see. let Put them in a torture rack so they'll know. Like, when they walk in, uh, walk up against Ohio State game one, they already know.
1: See, that's exactly why they yeah, exactly. Know the level. because that would be the first game that they right. would be like, "Damn, oh, we there's people out here that's really good." Like, "Yes, like, yes." I can't, even, I can't even move this dude. Yeah, you know, we ain't doing nothing. We might have to get in that weight room and get motivated for next year for sure. Right. Right. What's going and playing some sorry team at the ball game is not going to do nothing for us. No. Cuz we just we just built as a as a playoff team. We just built like right. that. Right. So, literally, you want to make the
0: playoffs because it's really not about this year. You have a legitimate shot to win a championship next year. You legitimate, really do. Legitimate. You really do. And that's, you know, the development of the quarterback has to happen. We understand that. But the talent around and the talent it's you be have in. on the defensive side of the ball, yo. And we got running behind, backs for days. The running backs Blake, are, for days. Blake Fisher, Blake Fisher played. Played well enough to be the starting left tackle. So you know he has the talent. You know he has the body. And he got to play the opening game on the road. So he got to experience that. Like, yeah, you would love for him to have, you know, 11, 12 games of reps going into next season. But he's more of a natural. Like, yo, we know he's good. These youngsters, Joe all Christophic, man, we got them good. Jared Patterson, he ran out for senior day. You know, you might have to get a new senior, uh, get a new center and a new
1: right guard, but you can transfer a portal that these days, and it and hey, as long as you don't go
0: to Marshall to find the dude, <laughs> I'm,
1: yeah, I'm good with that's that. the thing. We still, even in the you know, I get the recruiting the three stars, and you know, you want to turn them into something, and the, but we even recruiting in the transfer portal like we ain't Notre Dame. <laughs> Like we getting guys that guys don't want. We got guys coming from sorry programs and all time. why are we not getting that Ohio State Jamison transfer? Right. Like what like Ohio State to Bama, that's a good move. Okay, we deserve players like that. Right. We're getting guys from Marshall. <laughs> the thumb like her baby. baby. Notre Dame, you would think we were, we recruit like a New Mexico State. Like, we don't want to aspire to to get nobody real, real, real nice for real, especially (laughs) at no quarterback position. So, we just be aspiring to be like, we recruit like an ACC down team, like a team that's down. That's just like, we just trying to get some guys in. Good grief. All the O linemen in the transfer portal. And we had to go grab the one
0: from Marshall
1: like what who is who's running that department
0: and there was there was shocked when he struggles
1: no no no. the fan base is shocked they're not shocked because they take his
0: back oh yeah we've been they are shocked because they watched his film and said you know what (laughs) that's the guy that's the guy we need this is the coach jeff quinn took that dude's film To Brian Kelly and was like, yo, watch this kid. I got this kid you need to watch.
1: That's crazy. That's That's the dude
0: we need. That's the problem.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem.
0: Because because the fact that it has been made public that immediately Marcus Freeman came in and looked at the offer sheet for the defense and was like, no, no, who is this? (laughs) Like I wouldn't even offer these dudes at Cincinnati. Like, no, no, we gotta send out some more. We offers. snatching,
1: we snatching them, we snatching all them. Right. We snatching all them.
0: Like, no. But we <laughs> but we get like
1: I feel like we get the first thing in the portal. Like we don't even really look for real. It'd be the first fresh name that pop up. We're like, you know what? We might have found a gym. Right. We might have, right. found a, you know, look. And see, Dale we, Alexander,
0: if you want to get on Dale Alexander as the wide receiver coach from teaching, fine. Yo, they pull in receivers. It's not CJ Williams. We got CJ Williams coming in. We good. And you're out there with CJ
1: from modern day. So we look, our problem with receivers is that it's a disconnect between the quarterback and the receivers that we're having. It's a disconnect in the way that we feel like we should be putting up way more numbers than we do. Yeah. I'm not necessarily blaming the receiver or the even the coaching part. But there's a there's a there's a thing that we do where it just looks like it's a struggle because either we're running nothing but go routes, or we're not getting it to guys in space enough for to even see if they are playmakers. You know, even Kevin Austin, his plays are coming downfield on go routes. I haven't really seen Kevin Austin take a drag and really get busy with it. You know, on a conventional play.
0: Look, man, like. Somebody said in the chat that, you know, CJ Williams is taking another look at USC. I wouldn't, don't worry about USC.
1: What? USC just played a different quarterback this week. Who did they,
0: dude? They got, UCLA ran, if they were playing Spades, they they ran to Boston on USC. Like, (laughs) the game was, it was worse than what the final score said because USC scored late. You said label, they did a number. They absolutely did a number. I'm not worried about USC from a recruiting standpoint at the man. No. What's the one? All right, as far as Notre Dame, this is a good question, right? What's the one squad that will have an opening as a coach that you're afraid of them getting it right? Florida. Florida
1: yeah the only interesting thing is is you got to find a, the right kind of coach it's just too much uh fit you really you know you talk about fit a lot fit yeah. is a huge thing for a school like that because it just takes a certain kind of person on a player side and a coaching side in that environment to mm-hmm. be able to deal with you know and uh but with them getting it half right they become dangerous team in college football the last five years were both coaches they went to the sec championship twice back-to-back years with McElwain, and they were making a lot of noise with dan mullen it's just if they were able to put it all together they could be another alabama except alabama gives a lot more leeway to Saban than Florida would ever their coaches well
0: as you see right now it's three one in favor of usc over florida um florida's one thing i'm gonna throw in a caveat because of the rivalry and the conference the nexus because the rumor is out there and i think it's going to happen and i have it on pretty good authority that talks are ongoing lane kiffin is going to be the next head coach at the u and a lot of people might say man why would he leave the sec to go to miami First of all, he coached in the state of Florida. That's what led him to Mississippi. So he already has plenty of connections there. Recruiting won't be a problem for Lane. No. And Lane can develop. The problem with Miami has been quarterbacking. Lane can develop quarterbacks. Yeah. Lane Kiffin, find, Lane Kiffin will find a quarterback Yeah, for the University of Miami.
1: He's going he's gonna to get his quarterback in a good position, too, boy.
0: He's absolutely going to get his quarterback in a good position. Now, the staff he puts together and whether or not the school gets behind him, the way he needs them to get behind him, Lane Kiffin turning things around in Miami. You know, we might not face them every year. They'll probably be on the schedule every other year, something like that, but that – that, would, that definitely would spice up the rivalry again.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Because that would spice up the in, rivalry again. Going to bring in them names, you yeah. know. are going to bring them names. You're going to bring in the people that are interested to see what he can do with it. And, yeah. and like you said, you know that he can bring a quarterback in there, and that's going to be the game changer for every guy's season.
0: And, you know the USC thing. I get it. We played them every year. Arch rival. If you look at Notre Dame's roster, I don't know if they really, I don't know if they get, I think they've gotten more California kids since USC's demise, especially recently. But Notre Dame recruits so wide nationally, they still will get Florida kids, they still will get Ohio kids, they still will get Pennsylvania kids. There's plenty of kids to go around. Like Dante Moore is right up the street in in Detroit, yeah, and that's a difference maker. So, yeah, and, and I think Notre Dame will still get their share. You know, they got Isaiah Foskey. Yeah, when Sam Sam Darnold wasn't there, Foskey was three years. He was three years ago, and that recruiting cycle eighteen, I think Darnold Sam Darnold's last year was seventeen. So that might have been Keaton Slovis' first year. Because uh, Isaiah Fosky's the type of guy, if Pete Carroll was there, he definitely would have been a USC.
1: 100%.
0: CJ Williams probably would have been a USC.
1: Because that coach changes a lot. Well, as
0: matter of fact, what's what's his name? Your boy Alabama would have been a USC if Pete Carroll was there. Matter of fact, he decommitted from USC to go to Alabama. Who? Bryce Young.
1: Oh, yeah, he would definitely be at USC.
0: Bryce Young had committed to USC and decommitted and ended up at Alabama.
1: Yeah, he so yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. Bro. Uh you get the right guy, at USC. It would it would be a challenge, but I mean they can still get the smackdown. Don't get it twisted.
1: Yeah, definitely don't get it twisted. It's though.
0: not like Notre Dame wouldn't have players, you know, it would just be yeah, tough because out of California,
1: yeah. We definitely gonna have the guys, it just comes down to like it does every time, it comes down to the same thing. Who's going to be the the general, the coach on the field, and are we going to situationally coach games that we're we don't know if we're going to win or not? Are we going to put ourselves in position to win? Do we have a, a playmaker that's going to put us in that position to win? And other than that, we got everything around it, which is the most frustrating part about it.
0: Yeah, no, Mario Crystal Ball would not. It would be, in my opinion, stupid. For him to leave Oregon to go back to Miami, the, the Miami job is open. It's right? a tricky
1: job. It's, it's a tricky. It's not official,
0: job. but it's open. Man, look that that field night money and what they pour into facilities out there in Oregon. The only move Crystal Ball should make is if he wants to go to USC. That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay away from the LSU, Miami, Texas jobs. Because they look better than they actually are.
0: You know what? And I'll say this. I'll give Steve Sarkeesian, because he's taking a lot of heat, the way the Texas season went. I like Sark as a coach. I, I like think him as Sark, an offensive coordinator. Sark, when he was at USC, had the program pretty much. He wasn't Pete Carroll, but it wasn't sinking. Yeah. And he, and he had some personal issues, you know, and some personal demons to deal with. He's dealt with those things, got his life back in order, got his family back in order. And uh, honestly, that's the most important thing. Like, forget football. That's the most important thing that we should root for, for people in general. So, is that their lives are in order? He's got that back in order. And we need to talk about, you know, Texas teams. And, yo, go, all of you all, you can go to Twitter at Lucky Lefty Pod. I actually had this debate yesterday, and we'll end it with this. Uh, I forget. Matter of fact, let me pull it up for you so everybody can know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, This guy from ESPN tweeted this out yesterday and basically said that because Notre Dame refuses to get into a conference, they've once again stopped themselves from getting into the college football playoff basically what? saying that not being connected to a conference is uh yeah I'll get his name in a few seconds his name is Dan Weinberg
1: I think that sounds ridiculous because there's plenty of conferences right now that still has not even broached the college football playoffs
0: I'll take that back I said his name wrong Peter Burns from ESPN, the SEC network, that lets you know everything. The bias is right there.
1: Yeah, I think that's a person that doesn't understand why we are not in a a conference. And then secondly, there's teams, I mean, there's conferences that hasn't even gotten into the college football playoffs yet. So us, if anything, will be boosting a conference that wouldn't be giving us no credit in getting in. So we're, we're, we've gotten in more times than the Pac-12 as a conference has. We've gotten in more times than the Big 12 has as a conference. Yep. We've gotten in more times than, than, than damn near ACC outside of Clemson. Yeah. So going to a conference other than the SEC or Big 10 wouldn't make sense for us. And then if we went to the uh, Big 10, it would just be us in Ohio State all the time. It wouldn't even be that competition.
0: Yeah, Peter Burns. The official tweet, Notre Dame decision to stay independent rather than join the ACC is going to cost them a CFB playoff bid this year. Both a loss for the Irish and the ACC, who should have fought for more than a one-year membership in 2020. No championship game plus head-to-head loss versus Cincinnati is a double win. Look, man.
1: So us being a a sorry, uh, what, a sorry ACC team? Yeah. What I did, what, with nothing but waste a plane ticket because, yeah. what, what else do we have to prove? We better than the ACC.
0: Look, and I explained it like this, and we got into it. You can go to Lucky Lefty Pod because I was debating with him from the Lucky Lefty Pod Twitter handle. I just retweeted to you. I just retweeted it to you too, bro, so you can see his tweets and his replies on yesterday. And this was my response because then I got into it with uh this. SID guy Ben, uh, I think I said his name earlier from Northwestern, who goes on to say, you know, it's and it's double a double whammy because they turn they lose millions in TV revenue every year because they refuse to. And I had to break it down. I said, man, this is real simple. Notre Dame doesn't need you. No. Notre Dame brings in total more total revenue than 80% of the teams in the Big Ten. So this is my point. Because if you have an honest conversation with Ohio State and the people in that program, they're not happy that they get the same TV money as Rutgers. No. Ohio State is carrying the banner from a football standpoint, but they have to split their money from a TV standpoint. They're on TV in prime time. They're carrying the banner. Yeah. But they have to split the same TV money. With a, with a
1: Minnesota, with a Russ,
0: but they're the brand,
1: they're the brand.
0: You understand what I'm saying? I think the average, I think each team gets 58 million in the Big Ten because the Big Ten has the biggest TV contract.
1: And Ohio State probably makes three
0: 58 million. Rutgers gets 58 million for what? For what?
1: They got good academic standard though.
0: So, to have the honest conversation, Ohio we State, would rather, money. Ohio State would rather be a private brand, owning their own rights, owning their own merchandising, and their own contract with NBC, ESPN, and they ABC.
1: can have their own network like Texas does.
0: Absolutely. The tradition is that real at Ohio State.
1: Yeah. And it's not
0: changing anytime so, soon. And explaining to them like you're losing the fact, you're just talking about the TV deal. The ownership of their own brand, and they can do whatever the hell they want to do with it is priceless for Notre Dame. Priceless. Priceless. <laughs> then after breakdown, Notre Dame never made it to the BCS championship game and got a cut from every BCS championship because they were part of the committee.
1: That's like the 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 not so smart kids in class asking the teacher to curve the test score because all the all the kids that they, the average kids failed, and then they want the genius to his score to get cut so that everybody can be on the same level. No way, we just ahead of the class. If you don't study for the test and you bad grades, don't try to blame me and take right. me down. And say why don't you just come and get our grade and make everybody grade? To say no, I'm ahead of the class. Teach you not about to the curve, the curve the grade because they want you to be like us. We don't want to be like y'all. So it all comes down to recruiting, man. And unfortunately, the only thing that can shake up this recruiting stuff is if they put Cincinnati in the playoffs or somebody loses to a scandal. And the they, these three teams are too built for a scandal to really knock them down like that.
0: And the then the, the gentleman from Northwestern, like I said, you can go to Lucky Lefty Pod and see the entire discussion goes on how Notre Dame just wants to keep you know stay out of the conference so they can have control over their schedule I said what are you talking about I said the schedule has zero to do with the conference the the schedule has to deal with the fact that Notre Dame is a national brand yeah that's why they play a schedule with Pac-12 teams Big Ten teams AC
1: SEC teams in SEC the in the playoffs.
0: Because it's a national brand. It's not a regional brand. Yeah.
1: We ain't okay. trying to we ain't trying to uh, uh, gain and gather fans in South Bend, Indiana or Indiana. Right. We're, we're not, not just guys. trying, yeah,
0: We're not trying to be the best 10, the best team in the Great Lakes era, area. No.
1: We reached Argu- too far.
0: Arguably the biggest brand in college football. How far? Period. By far. Alabama is based off of winning.
1: Ours is based off of the whole thing.
0: Yo, and that's it. Has nothing to do with schedule. And like a boss, they leverage their brand in football to increase revenue in every other sport by connecting every other sport directly to the ACC.
1: And, And they get a cut. And they get a cut of the ACC network. And we make the and we make the playoffs more than your favorite team. So we made the playoffs on top of being the boss. We are home boss. We don't ever need to go to no conference.
0: No, the SEC just got above the Big Ten. And that hasn't popped yet. Their next deal. Once they leave CBS, that's what puts them over the Big Ten. As of this year, the Big Ten has the biggest TV contract. The new deal that goes in. Yeah, that's what. Have you Big
1: been 10. all the Big Ten stadiums fit over a hundred thousand people? So. But the
0: SEC is like what they're going to like TBS that whole conglomerate, and they leave CBS. The current deal is still number one Big Ten. SEC takes the lead when a new deal kicks in, but the Big Ten will just come back, counter flip it and go back on top because the Big Ten has been the biggest for like the last decade. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But I just, I had to get that off my chest. Like, understanding the power of leverage. And it's like right now.
1: People that people that say that, though, they don't understand yeah. the deep understanding of how Notre Dame is really good by themselves and even better than what they would be if they went with a conference.
0: Yeah. Like, for the SEC, Search of Green Nine said, yeah, Bama loves sharing that money with Bandy in Mississippi. Like, no, they don't. No, they don't.
1: Vandy raised the average of grades for the conference, though, so.
0: Facts. (laughs) Facts. They do raise the GPA, overall GPA for the conference. (laughs) They do that. Like Duke and Wake Forest does for the ACC.
1: Yeah, straight up.
0: So, who's this? Rex Mikes. As we get ready to close, man, I'm from South Bend and everywhere I've ever gone, even in Arbor, East Lansing, Columbus, Palm Beach County, Florida, has a very present ND base. Yeah.
1: All right, come on.
0: And we own Chicago. Yes. Like, I, yes, Notre Dame owns Chicago. There's a team up here that calls themselves Chicago's college football team called Northwestern. That's just a slogan. They're
1: they in the, the middle of the heart of Evanston. Man. No credit.
0: so No. No love. But also, this is very much Big Ten country. Like, you go to downtown Chicago, every team in the Big Ten has a bar.
1: We got a bar in Wrigleyville.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. We have three bars.
1: Yeah, we got three. Yeah, that's what so. we outdo everybody in everything. Notre Dame
0: has three. And <laughs> we outdo have two Big team.
1: Ten teams in their backyard. Man.
0: They have at least two out in the south suburbs that I know about. Yep, I definitely know it's one in Orland Park. That's a Notre Dame bar. But every Big Ten team pretty much has a bar in downtown Chicago. Pretty so if much, you come yeah. visit to Chicago, just research, get on Twitter, find out where your team's bar is. And yo, go enjoy Saturday watching football. This has been the wrap-up show. We gave we went overtime today. We I went two hours, yo.
1: Not talking. We went
0: it. two hours, and it's because of you, your comments, your questions, how engaged you were as a fan base. Continue to share, like, and watch. Share, like, and watch. and like watch, lady. And let everybody know. Let everybody know. We just pumped this up over three hundred subscribers. We're on the 500. We need to get to that 500 so we can do business. We're brought to you by Nora Whiskey or Premium American whiskey. Go to and Get some of that sweetness to go down, especially if you're a cigar smoker.
1: That's right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Pour you a little something. to your nice Cohiba and get it cracking. That's that That's victory right. cigar. Matter of fact, go to a Nora Whiskey right now. You need that whiskey. Go to whiskey. Go to
1: it. Go to it right
0: now. You need some for the holiday or the Thanksgiving toast with yeah, the family. To me. Talk to me. And then on Saturday, you need to have it when you light up that cigar after we bang on Stanford.
1: After we bang on Stanford. Did you enjoy that? That playoff on watch.
0: Light the victory cigar. Take some sweet, sweet sips of that Nora Whiskey. Gonna be all good. Like we, hey, nothing less. Nothing we accept. Nothing less than a blowout.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nothing less than. a Blowout on Saturday.
0: Double,
1: double nickel for Saturday.
0: Double double nickel.
1: That's what we need.
0: Wait a minute. You trying to? That's the that's the spread of the of the win. That's what you we need Five point win.
1: <laughs> Dude, we proved it last week. We could do it again. This teammate. This team is four and seven. Come on. Dude, this team is this team is four and seven. We need to stop playing with teams. Bama, Bama will do it. <laughs> they Dang will. it. And that's, hey. and that's why we need to do it too.
0: I got Rex Mike said Evanston might as well be a million miles from Wrigleyville. Facts. <laughs> but hey, let me tell you, as a resident of Chicago growing up, especially in college. Yo. You you can come up on something driving up to Evanston, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to throw any hate on Evanston, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have to come to Wrigleyville. Just it's a nice little trip up Sher- Sheridan Road. That's all.
1: you be right there.
0: 30, minutes up, 30 yeah. minutes up the strip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got nice, yeah, nice, nice crop. Nice yeah, crop to Evanston. Real nice
1: crop. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah.
0: So, for my guy, Malik Zaire, I'm Sean Davis, man. We'll be back with the slant and talk about the college football rankings. But this guy thinks no matter what happens, Alabama's getting in regardless. So They're going
1: to have to, man. They gonna have we'll to.
0: see what happens, man. I say Ohio State should be number two this week. We'll see how it goes. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you.